<laughs> Hi. Hi. Okay. I, well, I guess we can do, we start with treat of the week. What's your treat of the week? My treat of the week was I went to Sean's parents this weekend with Sean and Buddy. And um, we went swimming with Buddy. I've never been swimming in a pool with him. And he loves it. And he just wants to swim for hours and hours and hours. And it was really, really fun and adorable to do that with him. Because we take him to the beach, but he's scared of the waves. So Mm -hmm. being in a pool, he loves it. And like swimming with him, I was like, this is so, makes me so happy. So That's that was a fun little, little baby family moment. <laughs> that is really adorable. Um, yeah, dog swimming is just so good. Cleo doesn't swim, but Moose, Moose is like fine with it. He was like too baby to like be in, like get excited about jumping in, but he would totally just swim around when we put him in. It was so cute. I know Sean and I were saying, we we're like, we want to take, we would love to take Buddy up to you to see him on a boat. He'd be so cute on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Sea dogs, the best. My treat of the week. Mine is such an adult treat of the week, but I am so happy about it. So my parents, because I'm living at my parents, mm-hmm. their laundry machine downstairs, like where we do our laundry, broke. And so I went to Home Depot and got a new laundry machine for them and a washer and dryer. And I'm so excited to do my laundry. It was so nice to be able to pick it out. I like, I just, I knew exactly what I wanted. We're getting like a huge one. It's going to be brand new. I literally, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to do this freaking load of laundry on Saturday. So our dryer's been broken for like two weeks. So Kai and I are both behind, but I'm like, it's okay. It's gonna be so fun to do laundry in this new laundry machine. <laughs> so I'm super, that's my treat is that I get a new laundry machine on Saturday. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that for you. And I also hate that for us. I hate that, that these are things that we get excited about now because my washing machine also broke and we also got a new one. And I came home and my roommates were like, it is amazing. And I'm like, why are we, why isn't this our conversation? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but it's so uh, nice. I know my roommates and I went to dinner like last week, maybe. And um, we were just sitting there and one of my roommates goes, yeah, I have this like weird, like rash on my face. And I was like picking at it. And I was like, oh my God, we spend way too much time together. Like why, <laughs> why, why is this dinner conversation? <laughs> oh my god we just like especially that roommate we also work together so I'm like we work together and we live together like we clearly hang out way too much if we're like oh right you have a rash on your face like (laughs) like like the new the latest what does it look like like you should go to the dermatologist I'm like oh my god I hate this conversation not to be rude but I hate we pick a different conversation (laughs) we never go to dinner we're paying to be out at dinner like let's talk about something different like something that we wouldn't sit in our living room and talk about (laughs) like we had this conversation in the kitchen this morning Uh, yeah so that just reminded me of that just the things the conversation topics I'm like and I I don't even hate it in the moment I just like hear it and I'm like oh my god I'm getting old I'm 40 I know (laughs) yeah I was talking to someone today about work and I was like yeah, well, I was talking about like health insurance and like all the, the like boring benefits. And I was like, ew, what is this? And I was like, yeah, like I just was talking about all the benefits outside of like pay. And I was uh-huh. like, it's so funny because when I signed my like job offer, I <laughs> did not give a shit about anything except like salary and bonus. And now I'm like, but the health insurance is incredible. <laughs> 
my co-pays are really low (laughs) and she was like oh my god like that and I was just like wow this is crazy how in like three years so much has changed but I'm dying to know about I literally saved this conversation for this call because I'm so (laughs) freaking curious autumn's in jury duty how is it going I have not been summoned to jury duty yet what is it like tell me everything okay so I got this is also um my fourth time being summoned they just really want me to serve the people because they're like you're a Virgo yeah they summoned (laughs) me when we were living abroad and they were like prove it like prove that you're in Europe I was like I I'm not living in the country. I cannot come to jury duty. And then some of me while I was in like college. And then I guess it's my third time being someone. And then some of me now. And um, yeah, so my first day was on Friday and you have to get there at 745. And it's just like, it basically like DMV of waiting rooms. I sat there for two hours and they played this like video about how we are integral to the to the justice system <laughs> and how it's because people like you that our country is working and um so they played that over and over on repeat and oh my god then they like read off these rules for people that are like able to be excused from jury duty like if you have a financial hardship your work won't allow it or like whatever there's like five reasons why you can get excused and so a bunch of people left and then they called off a bunch of names and were like, go to room 1804. And my name was one of them. So I went to room 1804 and there was like 60 of us sitting in this room and they called the first 16 jurors up and they had like the rest up from like 17 to 30. And I was number 32 lined up like on call and ready to go. And so I was basically, they grilled and interrogated like, everyone in front of everyone and some of these questions are about like like have you ever had any like crime committed to you or like have you been arrested like has anyone anyone you know never been arrested so these questions like get very personal really quickly especially if you're talking about crimes committed against you like especially like as a woman, like sexual assault, I was surprised more girls didn't say that, but some did talk about that. And then the judge keeps praying and asking more questions about their like sexual assault. And I'm like, uh, we're in front of like 70 people. Like the girl said she wants to leave because she feels uncomfortable. So can't we just like let her leave? Like, why are we grilling her about this right now? And people are just like laying out all of their trauma in this room full of strangers. Like, <laughs> so I was just really shocked by how like deep people were getting. This was also from 9 a.m. until now it's like 3.30 p.m. We're grilling everyone. And then they're like, I was thinking, okay, they're on 16 jurors. Like, yes, they both, the plaintiff and the defendant, like their lawyers both get to dismiss a lot of people but I wasn't thinking they were going to dismiss uh, 18 of them to get to me, but they did. And then, then I went up there and had to answer these 10 questions. They didn't interrogate me, which I thought was interesting because everyone that said they had a crime committed against them, they like and asked. And I was like, well, I've had two break-ins and they were like, no worries. <laughs> like, <sounds> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I'm like, who so- has it? Get in line. <laughs> So they didn't um, ask me any questions and they were just like, okay, after I answered them, they made us all stand up and swear in. And they were like, you guys are going to be here Monday to Friday, 930 to 430 next week. So I was like, 
Okay. And then today was the first day of trial and it is so much more boring than it is. <laughs> it's not like a true crime podcast. No, it's not fun. It's really painful. And some people think like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. Like, it'd be so fun to be. A- you don't want to be a lawyer. I'm telling you that right now because. Like, just because you're good at arguing with your boyfriend doesn't mean you're going to like being yeah, a lawyer. <laughs> like playing devil's advocate. You don't want to be a lawyer. It's not the same thing. It's not. Even <laughs> it's not when I'm telling you, they ask the same question 45 times to these people. I, my job, I was hard. I'm happy we're wearing masks because some of these things I'm like smiling to myself because it's so ridiculous. Like they'd be like, okay, what color, what color hair did he have? And you're like, brown. What was like the tint? Like would you say like golden brown or like a blonde brown or like a straight brown? It's like uh, like a brownish blonde. He's like, what was the length of the hair? Uh, kind of like mine. She's like, well, what would you say your length of hair is? And he's like, uh, like three centimeters. And she's like, and what would you say like the haircut's called? And he's like, uh, a fade. And she's like, okay, a fade. So you think he has a fade? You wouldn't say he's balding. And he's like, oh, I don't know. He was wearing a beanie. And like, they just ask this like to get so specific. And then they'll be like, oh, how was his hand moving? And then he'll be like, oh, it's waving side to side like this. And then the lawyer will be like, just for the record, know that the defendant put their right arm up at a 90 degree angle and they were waving their hand back and forth. Oh my God. Painful. (laughs) The people was like, do you want to be here today? And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, me too, buddy. (laughs) The whole crowd laughed. I wrote down on my notes I was like why is she asking this and you can't look at your phone like you can't read a book like you have you have a paper and pencil and you have to take detailed notes all day and they keep the notes and they probably read them and so it's not you can't like doodle or like journal like so basically I'm like I I thought it would be really cool to be (laughs) do it and it's super not cool and it's super lame and you don't want to do it unless you're on like a high profile case but I think then you especially don't want to do it because then it's like scary shit you're talking about you know so it could be like months and they like sequester don't they like sequester you away if it's like a like certain like the OJ case like all they lived in a hotel for months and they like didn't have access to anything (laughs) they took away their phones and to make it worse you have to pay $40 a day to park. That's fucking crazy to me. Have you asked anyone about that? I've been like, do I really have to pay? They're like, you should take public transit then. They'll give you public transit things, right? No, they, <laughs> yes, but they give you one, a one day pass, one. I'm like, okay, public transit is like cheap, but it's still like, that's annoying. I'm here, I have a trial for five days and you're giving me one day free. I have to pay to be here and pay for lunch every day because- I don't have a fridge. I'm not going to like bring my lunch and heat it up. That's not really an option. Oh my God. How's the lunch? Basically it's like the biggest scam ever. (laughs) And it's an MLM. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really is. But like, I'm glad that we, people get to like have their justice and everything, but also I don't even trust that these people in the jury with me are taking their notes. I don't trust them. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It, who, like I, your honor i have some feedback on this process the judge went to usc though so i <gasps> i, I want to be like fight on say <laughs> fight 
you know, I haven't talked to her. Wait, did uh, you guys, don't you guys pick like a team captain? Well, that's, we haven't gotten to deliberation yet. So I don't really know how that works. Oh. So I have to tell you how that works tomorrow. I'm so excited. But apparently they said, we're moving through this so fast that my trial is going to end early, hopefully. And I'm like, when she said we're moving through this really quickly, I thought she was being sarcastic because it was like the longest day of my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> they asked about brown hair 19 back. <laughs> Yes. And then second, I had a very drama filled day. I'll just tell this story because it was crazy. I was eating lunch at Panera in downtown in San Diego. And I hear they like the screaming behind me. And I was kind of like, Oh, like one scream. is like, I won't look, but a couple more screams. And I was like, this is one scream is not my business. <laughs> well, it was like a man yelling. I was like, there's a lot oh. of people like, I don't know, one yell. There's a lot of people doing weird things in the streets. I wouldn't think, but then there was multiple and I turn around and people are starting to look and there's like a man on the phone calling what I assume was the police. And then I see this man holding this like 15 year old in like a choke hold, like, like he would hold like a hostage. And I was like, and the people were screaming more. And I was like, I'm going to leave. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't know what's happening and it hasn't fully migrated towards me. So I'm going to leave. So then I started walking back to the court oh no and then I'm like on this street in downtown and there's no one behind me and then there's I, I see a man behind me he's walking really fast and I kind of look because whenever a man's on the street with me I'm always going to look at him and yeah. I could tell he's homeless and then I see as he's starting to pass me he has a knife <gasps> in his hand and like open and like up like a stabbing up at a right hand. angle <laughs> <laughs> he has it up for the record, Autumn is holding her hand yeah, For the record, he ended up at his head like he wanted to hurt someone. And I was like, oh, shit. So then oh I started to slow down and I was like, I'm going to cross the street and get away. And then I kind of stopped for a little while because I was, wait, he was behind you and you slowed down? Yeah, because he was walking. We were both walking and he was behind me. So, so I closed the gap. <laughs> he wasn't that far behind me. So I slowly stopped so that he would pass me and go away. What if he was coming to stab you? I didn't, I didn't realize he had a knife until after he passed me. Oh. I wanted him to pass me because I don't like random men behind me on yeah, the street. And so I wanted him to pass me. And then when he was passing me, I saw the knife. So then I was freaked out by that. And I crossed the street and I start to continue my walk. And then I hear a bunch of sirens and police cars coming. And I look on the street and there's a woman sitting on the street and her whole face is sliced. And I was like, what? <laughs> you saw someone get stabbed. <laughs> I didn't see her. I didn't see his stabbing. I just saw the man with the knife. And then I saw a few minutes later after I went like around a woman sitting with her like whole face, like sliced. So then I started running to the, back mm -hmm. to the court because I was like, downtown is crazy. I do not want to be here anymore. Oh, so I had a really crazy lunch. I don't really know. That was like the most exhilarating part of my day. And it was really scary, actually. And I was on the phone with Bella and Bella's like venting to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. like, sorry if I sound distracted right now. I'm kind of freaking Someone's getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I also don't know what the hostage thing behind Panera was. Like the whole lunch, the hour and a half was really bizarre. So that was the more exciting part of jury duty. But that's just downtown San Diego. So... Make me happy. I didn't down there. Are you gonna have to be a witness on that trial? <laughs> okay. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't catch you. <laughs> no. 
no one stopped me for that but oh that's hilarious I think we need to save crazy stories for like because I had not heard that one before normally I like know the gist of what's gonna happen but that was fucking crazy Monday that was my day today (laughs) oh my god my day was so boring in comparison wow well thank you for the lesson on jury duty because I am just so curious I like I've always been like maybe it's like better than you think oh see and I that's why I thought I was like it'll be exciting like it's like a bucket list thing to like just do it you know to see what responsibility not a bucket list thing I don't want to do it ever again luckily I think they can't summon me for like two years now but I'm like I'm tempted to just put financial hardship next time <laughs> honestly like, even though I wouldn't do that because I'm too goody two-shoes to lie about that but I know I'm doing on the goody two-shoes note a meditation class and it's a sliding payment scale mm-hmm. and they literally say on the website it is based they're like it's a trust-based system like we will not ask for any proof or identification whatsoever like Basically, like, you can say whatever and you just pay what you put in the form. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't not put my actual pay, yeah. like, the group I'm in. I'm not going to cheat the system. <laughs> like, I know I can't. I know. Sean was like, why don't you just say you're going to be biased because of, like, the break-in that you had or whatever. And I was like, I if I, I can't lie, like I can't, I, and also you should have seen the way she was grilling those people. Like I couldn't do it. I, <laughs> And that's something I always wonder too when therapists do like sliding scales. Like whenever I've asked a therapist to do that, they've never asked me my income. And like um, the therapists that do it, they charge like $300 a session. So I'm like, I need that sliding scale. But I don't, they don't ask. It's just like honesty, which I guess people have faith in humanity, which I'm a goody two shows and so are you. So they should have faith apparently because we follow the rules. (laughs) Because I can't lie as far, a big portion of it. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, that is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that. Anyway, on to the information portion. Today we're going to talk about our little fall book club. Not really a book club, but like we are going to say our favorite book recommendations because Autumn and I are both on a reading binge right now and I feel like we've just read a bunch of books. So we're just gonna say like our top five books and discuss and talk through how we read and all of these fun things so yeah mm-hmm. so um well first of all how is your what what is it 52 books in a year going how's it going well thanks to you since you recommended <laughs> a court of thorns and roses I am off to the races I finished four books in two weeks maybe less yeah. than that even and two of those books have 700 pages so yeah clearly I was going crazy I like every free second I had I would read I would read if I wanted to take like a 10 minute break working in the day I wouldn't look at my phone I would just read for 10 minutes on my lunch break I would read the whole time I would I didn't even want to hang out with my roommates after work to read for hours and I wasn't so mad about waiting for jury duty all day because I could just read. read. I know. Um, we can start off with this recommendation because everyone should read A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's so freaking good. Read all of them. But yeah, so I thought there were seven books in this series and I got through number three and I picked, bought number four and I was like, 
oh my god <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is like the second to last one luckily five is a thick boy again mm-hmm. but it's focused on different characters which mm-hmm. is weird so you have to like re accustom yourself but it's good it's like same group of people and I have been, so I also flew through all four of them and then was really sad because there was only five. And so I have been like, I can only read two chapters a day of this one. So I have like slowed myself way down because I'm like, I literally don't want to finish. Like I will take breaks for a week at a time. I'll probably read another book before I finish this one because I'm like, I can't end this story. <laughs> like, and so, yeah. I know. It is so fun. You know, it kind of reminds me of like grown up Twilight. Yeah. Totally. Where it has the fantasy element and the love story. And this like Twilight love story is very similar to this, where it's like deeper than anything else anyone has ever humanly felt ever. Yeah. And then there's also like, it's more complex and a lot more adult in terms like it's steamy a lot (laughs) this makes me feel like I'm like like (laughs) I feel like it's pg-13 in language but like in themes well they like don't say any they don't like say the actual word they have like weird clean words for everything wait till the fifth book because the fifth book oh my god I was like whoa (laughs) you have like, audio oh. or it's like this shit's rated p for porn <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's what it is yeah so it, forewarning it's very steamy i think each book gets like progressively steamier like the first one it was a lot of like build up like will they or won't they mm-hmm. and then uh, like the second one like yeah and then the, it's just like each one she gets more detailed I'm like this I shouldn't read this in public. I feel like the author is getting more confident in her writing of sex scenes because no I'm not like the fifth one is a whole different I was like whoa <laughs> like sometimes Kai I like I was reading it on a plane and I was like, <laughs> like trying to hide it Kai was like trying to he was like reading I could see him reading on my shoulder and I was like whoa because it was like a really steamy scene I like closed the page and he was like oh it's gonna race you like he wanted to like read like racing and reading and I was like no you can't do that with this book <laughs> like he would be like what the fuck are you reading like, yeah, like what well, is this <laughs> like I've been think I've been reading so much and he's like yeah <laughs> you're reading like, whoa <laughs> yeah but the thing that I like about it more, way more than the steamy parts, is the plot. Like, it's actually such a good book. Like, the story yeah. is so good. I'm excited to read all our other ones. And the series isn't over with five. There's more mm-hmm. to come. And it's going to be a TV show. I know Hulu bought the rights. So now is, like, the best time to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, A Court of Thrones and Roses. Oh, it brings back, like, when we talk about, like, you know, get in touch with our like dorky mm-hmm. girl roots that we suppressed because it wasn't safe for us in this world. It really brings me back to that. I mean, this is like the dorky book nerd who like loved fantasy, loved the theater, and like I'm just loving all this drama. So definitely that's a good one. I know I think not this weekend, but the weekend before I on Friday night, I just read all night Mm -hmm. and I was like this is what I want to be doing this Friday night and this it re-inspired a love for reading for me because I think for like a year and a half or so ever since honestly I I stopped reading for fun 
And like probably when high school started to get like serious and you had to actually yeah. work hard is that I stopped reading for fun and I hadn't read for fun really until like this year again. Mm-hmm. I, after college, I was reading, but mainly like self-help books and those are fine, but it's not like exciting to read them. And you don't like, it's not like a movie in your head. It's like a lecture, mm-hmm. which I, I'm all for like learning and being curious in that way, but having a book where you're like giddy. And I was literally like leaving all my other responsibilities to the wayside. Like oh if I wanted to go to the gym, I would go to the gym and walk for like an hour and a half and read and then read in the sauna because I was like, I don't want to stop reading this book. So that is, if you liked Twilight or Hunger Games or any of those books and you are a, a young blossoming adult who wants to get in touch with reading again, you will like this book. Yeah. No, that's definitely what it did. It like re-inspired my love for reading, which I think is a big key that I was missing. I was like, why don't I love reading as much as when I was little? Like I used to just like read, like my parents bought me a Kindle because they were like, oh my fucking God, our house is like overflowing with books. Every time we go on a trip, like you're bringing, I would finish like a book a day. Mm -hmm. And so they got me a Kindle and, but like, I, then I just like fell out of it. And I was like, why don't I love reading the way that I used to? Like, it's not the same. And it's totally because it's like, I was reading all these really engaging, fun books. And then I was like, reading all my self-help books, which are great, but they're totally not going to like make you shirk your responsibilities. And if you're childhood trauma set in, so you had to start to try to fix it, but now (laughs) like maybe reading a fun fiction book does more for my trauma than reading. Like balancing it does something. Yeah. We, um, if you're crazy, uh, I got, I rebought myself a Kindle because I was flying through this book so fast (laughs) and I want to read all her other ones in there, like 10, book series and so I'm like whatever I'll just bite the bullet get the kindle got the kindle and then I found out that I can hook up my kindle to my audible and it'll be in sync so with you can't do it with the fic book because it's new and there's no audible for it hmm. for the first I think I figured that out on like the second book I literally would I listened to it 100% of the day like I literally got through it in like a day and a half because I would read it when I could read. And then anytime I was like walking or driving or like running errands or doing lit- cleaning, like anything, I would be audibling it and it stays in sync. So like when I would pick my Kindle back up, it would be wherever audible left off. <laughs> and I literally got through one of the, the second or third in like a single day because I was just like, when you, when like some audio books do this, where each character has like a different voice and they really like go all in on it. so they have that version it's like Mm -hmm. dramatized I could not get in on it because they didn't sound like what I thought they were going to sound like and I was like shut up and so shut up shut up (laughs) and also like then I'd read it and then I would like go into the audible like switching back and forth was too hard I feel like I could have done that if it was like a road trip it'd be really fun yeah but for like listening to my laundry and there's like music and like sound effects I was like no I can't do this yeah, and there's a lot, there is some weird verbiage that she uses over and over. There's like definitely some things in the kid. It's it is a little more juvenile than I would like, but like, like I still love it. Like I forgive it, you know, but like snarl and purred and well, yeah. That's kind of a lot. Like we kind of use that way too much. <laughs> yeah, they say that a lot. Um yeah. Oh, it's so freaking good though. Everyone should read it. And also the first book is really good, but the rest of them are better. So yes. What is your favorite like 
let's do favorite. I feel like I have so many different self-help books. So why don't we just go back and forth and like say some of our favorites? I'll okay. start. My favorite is one of them is maybe you should talk to somebody. I feel like literally every single person needs to read that book. There is a character in the book for everyone. And it's, it's one of the books actually before this, that like, I was really obsessed with reading and like read really like read through really fast because it's self-help, but it's like an, it's narrative driven. And so it has a story and it has characters that you're like invested in. And I really like her, like the author's voice was really good. And so that's a good one. I feel like, like someone was texting me the other day and asking me about therapy advice. They were like, do you small talk with your therapist? And I was like, well, I literally was like, go read. Maybe you should talk to someone. Cause it made me feel better about how I interact with my therapist. Because I was like, oh my God, everyone interacts all these different kinds of ways. And like even a therapist interacts with her therapist in weird ways. So I would say that's like one of my favorites in terms of just like a good game-changing book. Mm-hmm. That's definitely been on my list to read for a while. I have a whole like long running books I want to read list that I slowly have been chipping away, chipping away at, but um, I think that'd be a good one for me to read. I don't know, like, I'm too invested in these. Well, I need to finish them. I don't want to do like, you know how you're going all slow because you're like, I don't want, I want to save her. I just need to pound it out so I can have a life. (laughs) I have right here, the body keeps the score. I'm really excited for I've only like 30 pages in I've had it for a while and I haven't I just started to pick it up but I think lately what I've been feeling is I'm not having a lot of like thought-based anxiety a lot I've been having more generalized anxiety for no reason lately which is something that I thought I like got rid of mm-hmm. I hadn't really had experienced that a lot this year and I think like a few weeks ago my anxiety just like went on a bit of an uptick and I don't know if there's something in the air or something because my dad said he's been feeling that way my mom said she feels that way friends I talked to they feel that way so I don't know if there's something in the air that everyone's feeling a little bit more anxious lately but I just know my body is like harboring anxiety and I want to figure out how to let it go I see people on the internet talking about like doing a yoga pose and they start crying their eyes out because they're unlocking trauma. And I'm like, how are we doing that? I don't know if it's going to teach me how to do that, but that's something I've struggled with in therapy. I've always been able to identify why I think certain things or like why I have these problems, but I've never been able to really let go of things. Like I acknowledge it's there, but I don't like no release really happens. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that this book can help me find that, but it's really informative. It also inspires me to like get back on my grind someday to go back to school to become like a psychologist. Mm. But yes, so I'm like half reading that right now, but my main focus is elsewhere for the time. <laughs> my, my mind is somewhere else. Yes, my mind and soul is over. <laughs> I feel like my next good one is similar. We've talked about it on the podcast, but it's similar to the body keeps a score kind of in like I don't know, semi-spiritual, but like physical way. I'm reading The Untethered Soul and it's just so good. And it really, it's really good for me and like my issues. I don't know. I feel like it's really good for everyone and it can be so beneficial, but like kind of to your point of like, these are the things you've been struggling with. I struggle with like very circuitous thoughts, especially because I over-intellectualize my psychological issues 
I can like think myself in and out of problems, but it doesn't actually solve. I just like spend so much time ruminating on things. And I'm like, well, I'm doing this because of this. And like, that leads to this. And like, I can like go through a therapy session in my own head because I know so much about all this stuff, mm-hmm. but that's not helpful. And it's not helpful in any way. Like to me, I'm not solving any issues. I'm just keeping things in my head. And so the book kind of talks through how to like, let your own, like that voice in your head go and like separate yourself from that. And it gets more spiritual and like talks about how to get into your spirituality, which is one of my goals for this year. So I'm excited about that one. It's been great. And it's also given me good insight, like again, in my therapy sessions to, it just gives me a good perspective. Like she and I have kind of been talking about it a lot because I can like talk through things and be like, oh, this sticks out to me. And then I'll like bring it into therapy and be like, this thing stuck out to me. Like, let's talk through it. And it's a little bit more helpful than just like when you go in and your therapist, like, how are you doing? And you're like, well, like, <laughs> and you like just kind of like go through your day like today I like did this and that and so no it's been great so that's a good one too I think something that stuck out to me about that book like a big revelation was talking about energy blockages and how they can people hoard bad energy as well as good energy and I that's something that I'm definitely ever since reading that book, I've tried really hard to steer away from. I, I didn't think that that was a bad thing. And I, and to like clarify for people by they, by like hoarding energy. I mean, when you're having a really good like memory or event and you're really excited about it and you just think to yourself, like, I want to hold on to this forever. I don't want to forget this feeling. I don't want to let go of this. And you try grasp that moment for as long as you can and hold on to it for as long as you can. That still creates energy blockages and it like prevents you from being in the present when you're thinking about, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, trying to hold on to that is still like coming from a place of fear or lack because you're thinking dissatisfaction yeah because you're thinking it's like not going to come again for you and that was something that I always found myself doing is in the moment I would be scared that it would that it would end and I would just be trying to hold on to it so it doesn't end and in reality that's not like the best way to secure long-term happiness or to like be Mm -hmm. peaceful so that was something that was really enlightening to me about that book. And that's another book where I'm like, I hear it, I hear it, but how do I do it? So like, <laughs> really, it's really tough to implement. But I think for me, it just goes back to like trying to find stillness and meditate. And mm-hmm. that's a book that inspires me to get more into my spirituality. But yes, 100% recommend, even if you're not spiritual, if you're just kind of going through a weird, confusing time or not, another Another book on that kind of same vein that's good is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm, He also talks a lot about just staying in the moment. And for someone like me, who's very anxiety ridden, it's helpful to just have like a constant self-help book like that, that you have that you read like a chapter a night to help Mm -hmm. kind of reaffirm what you know you should be doing. But like reading from someone who's like a guru in that space and knows what they're doing and has really practiced that. Like Eckhart Tolle, he gave up all of his possessions and lived as a homeless man on a bench for years just because mm-hmm. he wanted to be present and not think about any worldly desires or material desires. I'm like, I don't know if I, I would never go that far on the spiritual realm. But like, <laughs> he talks the talk, he walks the walk and yeah. he, it's amazing. And my dad said that he listened to it on audible and that his voice is amazing to listen to and really relaxing. So that's a good one to, to audible if you can't stomach reading self-help books. <laughs> Yeah, which is valid. A lot mm-hmm. of, honestly, sometimes I audible. I audible. Oh, me too. 
Oh, I recently read Come As You Are and it's Mm. like a female sex empowerment book and it's really fucking good. And I highly recommend for anyone, like it doesn't, you don't have to like feel like you have a lack of or like too much of or anything like it, it, there's no insecurity involved that needs, makes you need to pick up this book. It's just a really good book as a woman brought up in this society that we were all brought up in with like the ways that they talk about female sex and all of these different things to get a perspective. She's like, she literally like teaches, like she like teaches sex in college. (laughs) Like I don't really get it, but it's like, she like teaches like sex, not like sexual health, but like sexual theory. Mm-hmm. I, like she's a professor and she's just she's really interesting she has really great storytelling it's like talks about funny relationship dynamics and like just like different types of women and it's a good read it's a good like lady empowerment read on the same vein of lady empowerment untamed by lennon doyle also on my list haven't read it. a book that i've actually never fully finished but i think it's one of those ones where it's every chapter is a different story so you don't need to read it cover to cover i I, I know we've talked about human design stuff and apparently my human design type is one that never finishes books and reads a ton of self-help books and reads like, apparently according to my design, I just read until I get what I need from the book and then I put it down. So I go, I ended from Untamed. I loved it. It was helpful. But I never actually finished it. So maybe I will someday, but I think my human design, my whatever I am is not called to it right now. So someday <laughs> I'll come back to it, but for now I'm good. <laughs> That's a good one. I am obsessed with her. So mm-hmm. it, it's on my list. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to, and I feel like I know it's just going to be so good and empowering and all of those things that I'm like, I need to be like read, like I need to like emotionally prepared <laughs> to be like so empowered by this woman. <laughs> yeah. I think also the journal that you got me from her, she has like an untamed journal mm. and that's really nice too. There's some really thought provoking prompts on there. Things that I haven't even thought to ask myself that I've sat through and worked through and it it's really good. So if you're struggling, if you want to get into journaling, like don't know where to start and like have a lot of trauma you want to work through, that's a good place. If you can't afford a therapist, her untamed journal is a good place to start. Yeah. Self-help ones are a great place to go instead of uh-huh. therapy. Okay, let's each end on like our big one, like that we want to read next. Mm. Well, I want to read, I'm, I'm glad my mom died. That's a memoir by yes. Jeanette McCurdy. And there's also one more, I forget who it's by, but it's called All the Things I Know About Love. Ooh. And it, my roommate just read it and said that it's amazing. And it's about this woman who goes throughout her life and like all of the relationships she's had and like falling ins and falling outs and whatever. And it's like, I didn't know it was like a memoir, but it kind of is. And so that's on my list. And then Black Swans is on my list and it is also another memoir about like being kind of famous and rich in like the 70s and 80s in LA and like partying with rock stars and and all that and I I read one memoir straight pepper diet as a recommendation from listening evidential and it was really good so I I've only read a cup like one or two memoirs but I've loved the ones that I have read so I'm trying I'm like I'm gonna get more to that genre again because it's not fiction but it almost feels like it because it, I love memoirs. people's lives are crazy yeah I love memoirs I don't have any memoirs on my list but I think my oh breaking the habit of oh I have two breaking the habit of being yourself is a big one mm-hmm. that I really want to read and then the other one is what's it we talk about him all the time his power of one more yes <laughs> the power of one more I 
I hate, I don't want to break your bubble on this one. I bought it on Audible and I don't, I don't know if you should Audible it. I like, I love his voice normally. I don't like the way he reads his book. Um, And so it's been kind of like, I've been getting through it. I'm all, I have like more than halfway through, but I think it's one of those ones that I would have preferred to buy. And also there's so many, there are like a lot of good takeaways, but it's kind of, I would like to like highlight and take notes. And yeah. I don't like his narration on audible, which is a bummer because I love his voice, but I think it's because I love his voice in this podcast when he's like sincere and being here and when he's reading a script, it just doesn't, that it doesn't feel as genuine. Like it. And so I'm kind of like, don't audible it, but, but yes, read it. I'll get it. I'll get it on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. The other one is that Dr. Huberman always talks about how he's writing a book eventually. Whenever that happens, I will be like a 3000 page book. <laughs> so dense. No, he's good at, no, he's, he's good at refining. He knows his audience, but yeah, mm-hmm. we got lots of reading to do this year. We can do another check-in in a few months and see how, how we're doing. Once we get through a core of thorns and roses, like, well, we're just going to pick her other series and spiral down that hole also. So. And I'm glad that you're ahead of me because you can start it and I don't have to waste my time if it's bad. Not going to be I bad. book vetter. Like you can vet <laughs> you're not first. Except you That's might beat me if you're trying to race through the, the quarter. I know, but it's so hard for me to find a good fiction book because I, some of these like artists are not making good covers and I do judge them by their cover and so if it's not a good cover I'm like turned off to it which is bad but it's really hard to find good fiction books so I downloaded this app called Goodreads and you put in all the books that you've read and like rank the -hmm. books that you've read and then it recommends you new books and you can like follow people so I was reading reviews for A Court of Thorns and Roses and like seeing what people had to say and you can click on their profile and see what books they read and like what mm. they rate them and some people like only rated this book like a three because they like didn't like some of the plot holes in the writing but they love like the overall general premise and so I'm like okay this person is an intellectual they clearly <laughs> read a thousand books on Goodreads I'm gonna follow them and yeah. see what they're reading what are they getting five stars if a court of thorns and roses isn't fully doing it for them but it's almost doing it for them What's what is doing level? it for them? <laughs> what is, oh my God. Yeah, I need to get that. It, uh-huh. They make it so I can sync it with my Kindle and then it just automatically uploads all the books that I read. There's mm-hmm. like a Kindle ad. <laughs> 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 but I'm really excited about my Kindle that I've purchased myself. Um, but anyway. I bought I, myself a bad It was a little treat. Well, so it was a little treat. And then I was like, damn. I, Prime Day is coming. I wish I bought it on Prime Day, but like, whatever, I'll, I'll spend the extra $40 on the Kindle and then fucking lose <laughs> Judah Hole in the original one. <laughs> so I was like, well, it looks like I can buy one on Prime Day. And I ended up getting another one on Prime Day. Um, really screwed you there. They got double. They really, they knew it. I think I, Moose heard me and was like, you wanted one. You wanted one. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited. I'll go scroll around Goodreads because you can add me as a friend. Oh my God. Except we already talk about it. I know, but then people who listen to us as friends and they could see what we're reading, what we think. We can become Goodreads influencers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Next path on the career. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.